coming up right now, we're going to have a conversation about something we've talked about before, and everybody has examples that sort of seem to get to them, right? Um, shrinkflation. Now, in, in troubled times, heroes emerge, as you know. Someone decides to stand up, fight the fight for the common man and woman. And we're seeing it play out in Canada right now and on TikTok. We all know everything costs more these days, right? And, and we all know we're not getting as much as we used to. Ever look at a pound of bacon lately? It's not a pound anymore. It hasn't been for quite a while. You might get 400 grams if you're lucky. A pound's 454. So they've shaved that off. But that's just one example. There are so many more. This is a frighteningly common occurrence where you go and grab that thing off the shelf that you've always grabbed off the shelf uh, without really thinking about it. And it's just slightly less than you're used to getting. It's, it's, it's happening all over the place. And our next guest is taking it upon himself to seek out these examples of what's known as shrinkflation and expose them on TikTok to his large and rapidly growing audience. His name, Neil Chohan. He's a TikTok brand strategist. Toy Soldier Marketing is the name. Um, more than a 100 million views, millions of likes, tens of thousands of followers, and growing steadily. Neil, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Um, and thanks for the work you're doing. I, I watched some of your TikToks, and uh, boy, oh boy, you can get the blood boiling with the stuff you've uncovered, Neil. No um, you're a brand strategist, so this is the world you live in, in some respects, I guess. But how did this whole TikTok campaign get started? Why did you decide to take on this? Yeah, great question. So yeah, it was the start of summer, and I was out at a convenience store, and I noticed that one of the popsicles that I had when I was a kid, it was this big SpongeBob SquarePants popsicle with these big bubblegum eyes. Um, I noticed that the bubblegum eyes weren't there anymore. They were replaced by these mini chocolate chips. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to know why. So I start Googling and I realized it was a cost cutting measure to, to shave a few cents off of the popsicle. And then I kind of fell down the rabbit hole yep. and... A hundred videos later, a thousand examples, I kind of found out that this is impacting more than just popsicles. This is impacting almost everything the average buyer is uh, seeing now at the supermarkets and at the stores. This is the thing, like, you didn't have to look too far. Is it almost no. at the point, Neil, where you pull anything off the shelf and, and take a look at what it was last year, two years, five years ago, and it's smaller? Is that just basically right across the board almost? Unfortunately so. Wow. It's, uh, it's made my job a whole lot easier finding these examples because they are everywhere. It's not just the grocery store. It's the pharmacy. It's everything in between. Um, but you don't have to look far to see brands engaging in this. I would argue that most have, unfortunately. Yeah, like we, we talk about food quite a bit, and it, why not? I mean, it affects all of us, but you demonstrate like deodorant. Like we go and grab that, I don't know what you call it, cartridge, container of deodorant, whatever. Right. It's only half full, right? It is. And unfortunately, the vast majority of the time, the cases or the actual packaging is pretty much the same size. Yeah. The average consumer doesn't really know until they maybe notice it in person or happen to come across a TikTok. Um, false bottoms. I think we've all sort of come to recognize that, right? Like the bottom of a jar or a container just bumped up a little bit, reduces the size. Right. Um, something that I would actually urge a lot of people to take a look at is those plastic containers where you see peanuts or cashews or things like that at your grocery store, flip them over. It's very interesting to see how empty a lot of these are. It's not just they settle down in like 
packaging or settling. It's rounded bottoms on a lot of these things or three quarters full obscured by a label. It's it's almost comical. There's one that you profile that really surprised me. It's ingenious in a way. Hollow candy canes. They've hollowed out candy canes. Right. How, I mean, uh, how you know, interesting. When did they do uh, that? I don't know. The uh, the picture was at Target. Um, there and the candy and chocolate uh, industry specifically is really, really good at this. Uh, granted, I've focused on shrinkflation, but you've also seen cases of people using filler ingredients and lower quality to create the chocolate that maybe a lot of us grew up with, but it doesn't taste the same, and you're certainly not getting as much as you used to. And, and it can be more than that, right? I mean, of course, obviously, you're paying the same price. You're getting less product. We all understand how that's going to hurt. But also, what, right. some of these changes, like, tell us about the Ben & Jerry's one, where basically the change that they made meant now suddenly it's available to be taxed, right? Right. This is a, a very interesting one. Uh, ben & Jerry's, who, I mean, I've consumed for most of my adult life, uh, they recently dropped the size of their ice cream from 500 to, I believe, 473, which seems like a relatively small amount. The reasoning was because they want to maintain their ethical practices of sourcing ingredients, paying farmers what they deserve, stuff like that, which I can get behind. But now that it's under 500 mil, even by a tiny bit, um, we're now being taxed on that. So my $5 um, little pint here is actually now $5 plus 13%. And I, I don't know about you, but I don't think I can eat a full-size uh, <laughs> tub of Ben & Jerry's in a single sitting. At least I won't admit to it on the exactly, air. Exactly. Right. Probably could if I had to, but you're right. Um, <laughs> I, reading the comments and the responses to your videos, people get mad. People, And I don't blame them because, you know what, this seems like they're trying to, to pull a fast one on us. They're trying to dupe us. It's, it feels really deceptive. It does. And I, truthfully, I, I think that's what causes me to keep creating these videos. There's no monetization on TikTok or anything like that. I've never earned a penny off the series, but people are furious in the comments. And a lot of them are Gen Z, millennials, you know, leaving school, finally having to grocery stop, shop for themselves and things like that. They weren't aware this was happening. And yeah. if I'm able to do my little part to increase transparency and let people know, hey, you can vote with your wallet. Um, that's more than enough reason to keep this going. What's the most offensive example that you've come across Ooh. in all of your work? Would it be the gum? The gum is a very close second. Uh, <laughs> okay. I would say the biggest one is actually cereal. Um, I've noticed, and a few other media outlets have covered this as well. Uh, for example, corn pops. I've noticed that they've... Sh shrunk the overall amount that they give you in the box but from the front of the box when you're looking at it on a grocery store shelf it's the same size right. it's a little thinner when you actually have it in your hand but by that point it's already falling into your shopping cart and it's it's that level of it's that lack of transparency i, I think that frustrates me and frustrates the something like 60 million people who have seen the series um it's it's the fact that they're hiding it, which I think a lot of people take uh, issue with. And frankly, I'm one of them as well. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and like you say, it's that deceptive piece, the part that it, it's right. like someone's trying to trick us. Hey, if, if people want to 
tune in and, and follow along with the series. I don't have TikTok. I watched all these videos secondhand from the production team. What's the? Right. Is, is it a handle on TikTok, Neil? Is that how it yeah, works? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's Toy Soldier Marketing. Toy Soldier um, Marketing. You can find all of my videos there. Uh, they're usually only 10 seconds a piece, so super easy to kind of binge watch through, but there's something like 30,000 comments across all of them at this point. And uh, warning, uh, you might get mad. Yeah. <laughs> Just a heads up. I think you will. No question. Neil, great work. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is Neil Chohan, who is the guy behind Toy Soldier Marketing on TikTok. And you will get angry. I promise you, you'll get angry if you go and watch his uh, TikTok series. Uh, some of them, like he said, you know, the Ben and Jerry's, they, they all do it. They all sort of just scale it down a little bit, right? And, and, and the reasoning behind it, as we've talked to different retail strategists before, is um, you don't notice it. That's the hope, right? If you went to go and buy, like, if you buy something regularly, and he mentioned corn pops, so I, I haven't bought them in a long time. I don't know what they cost. Let's say it's five bucks a box, just for the sake of round numbers, okay? If you went in next weekend and suddenly it's six bucks a box, you're going to notice, right? You're going to notice that 20% increase in cost. But if they take 20% out of the box and charge you the same price, you might not notice. And that's the thinking behind shrinkflation. And, and some of the examples that he puts on this TikTok, like, like I said, I think, I think it's XL gum. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm not sure. It's chewing gum that comes in a blister pack. You know what I mean? Where you've got the 12 little pieces that are in the foil that you pop through. Well, now there's 11 in there and they don't just come out and say, Hey, listen, we're, we're, we're being cheap and giving you 11 when we used to give you 12. No, no, no. They're selling it to you because now that spot that used to hold the 12th little thing, they call it, um, a grip spot or something like this is where you're supposed to hold it as you take the gum out like we couldn't get the gum out before you know it's craziness but it's that that's the piece it's kind of like you're trying to pull a fast one on me here like if you just came out and said listen things are getting tough so we're going to ramp up the cost a little bit here you're going to 10 percent increase on price okay you're going to be mad but at least they're being transparent with you they're not trying to trick you this feels like hey maybe if we don't say anything we'll just shave a little bit off the top you know it's it, it's it's greasy. That's what it is. It's greasy.